Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. On this Friday edition of the show, we have got a great show for you. I hope that you're all enjoying your Friday. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on Home of Southern Sports, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. On the show today, we are going to talk about the AISA championship games that took place last night at the Cramden Bowl. Atlanta has been awarded the All-Star Game for 2025. I have some thoughts on that. And I'm going to preview the upcoming slate of college football in NFL games this weekend. Also, later on the show, we are going to have bonus coverage of the the Georgia-Alabama Sports Live show that Thrip Berenger and I did Tuesday night at Happy Hour Bar Grill as Special guest, Tom Callahan, the voice of the Columbus River Dragons, as the Dragons have a big home opener tonight at the Columbus Civic Center against the Mississippi Seawolves. But let's go ahead and get right into the show. Let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about that Lee Scott Glenwood Championship game. By the way, Thrip Barringer and Rick Beach did an incredible job calling that game. I could not make it to the game because I had a work obligation, but I watched it on Georgia Alabama Sports Live from start to finish. My thoughts on the game. Lee Scott Academy, they win the game. They are your AISA 3A champions, back-to-back years. They had the perfect game plan on defense, stuffing that high-powered Glenwood Gator offense. They led 10 to nothing. At the half, there were really two drives where Lee Scott had a short field. They only had a long drive of 75 yards that got them in the end zone. Jake White, unstoppable. We knew this going in. But Glenwood's offense could not get anything going. They could not move the ball in the first half. Lee Scott Academy controlled the time of possession, and they jumped out to a 24-0 lead. Unfortunately, Dallas Crow got hurt in the game. In comes backup quarterback Levi Pender through two touchdown passes. You know that the future is bright in Glenwood. As the Glenwood Gators started making their comeback, it was too little too late. They lose the game 24-14. And the Lee Scott Academy Warriors are your AISA 3A state champions. Now, this was the final game in the AISA for both Glenwood and Lee Scott, as they will both make that transition to the AHSAA, more than likely Class 3. But congratulations to the Glenwood Gators on a very successful season. I know they were disappointed in the end, not winning the state championship, but they did fight hard. Those seniors, they put it out on the line, they gave everything to the game, and I wish the seniors nothing but the best of luck. I've had fun doing the Glenwood Gators Coaches Show with Coach Ryan Nelson. I've really had fun watching this team and seeing all the success that the Glenwood Gators have had this year, and we're all proud of them. I know this is not the result they wanted, but they have made the community of Phoenix City proud. 
And I have been truly blessed to be a part of covering it on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And I plan on covering some more games too on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I'm excited about that. And I will get into the slate of high school football games that's happening today. I mean, we've got a big slate, not only in the city of Columbus, but in the surrounding areas of the Chattahoochee Valley. But let's talk about the Chambers Academy Rebels. What a win. They are state champions for 2A. This was the game before Glenwood Lee Scott. They win the game 41-14. to We know how good Chambers Academy was. I mean, they only lost to Lee Scott 14-7. to They beat Glenwood. They go in to the Cramden Bowl, and they defeat Banks Academy. And they are your champions. And that, I believe, three state championships in the last five years. Congratulations to the Chambers Academy Rebels for getting the job done. Earlier in the day, we had eight-man football, and Springwood came a little short. They were in the championship, 11 o'clock in the morning. And when you have a championship day like that at the Cramden Bowl, you get a lot of fans and you get a lot of support. But the fun continues today, Friday Night Lights. I normally would have a Friday Night Lights high school football preview review show on Fridays. Well, this is the playoff edition. It's going to be a little condensed, but I'm going to break down all the games that are in the Chattahoochee Valley and all the teams, especially the teams up in Troop County, that are on the road. All right, let's go ahead and start in Columbus because I can't remember the last time, and I've lived in Columbus since 2015. I can't remember the last time that the city of Columbus has hosted two second-round playoff games. I don't think this has ever happened. But you got the Carver Tigers up at Kennett Stadium. They normally don't play at Kennett Stadium, but they are taking on Ups and Lee. This is a team they shut out in the first round last year, but Ups and Lee is much improved. They have a 9-2 and record. The Carver Tigers come in with an 8-3 and record. And the Carver Tigers want to continue building off that momentum. And they are riding a five-game win streak. Meanwhile, down at Otis Spencer Stadium, you got the Spencer Green Wave, who got by Vidalia 41-34 last week. They are taking on one of the top teams in 2A. The Fitzgerald Purple Hurricane. Fitzgerald won the state title in 2021. They went to the state championship last year, lost to Thompson. They went to the state championship in 2020, lost to Callaway. This team is a juggernaut. And even though this is a road game for the Purple Hurricane, you know that Fitzgerald is going to come out and give it their best. And I don't think that Spencer is going to be overmatched. I think that Spencer has a very good quarterback that can keep him in the game. Gary Gaither is a three-year starter, and he is going to lead Coach Kegler's offense out there. And if Spencer is able to pull off the upset, because, yes, this would be an upset if Spencer beat Fitzgerald. I know that Fitzgerald's the number two seed. Spencer is the number one seed. If Spencer can win this, there's a possible quarterfinal matchup against Callaway. And because of the GHSA coin flip, 
Spencer would have home field advantage for the quarterfinals. Meanwhile, on the lower side of the bracket in 2A, Callaway is hosting model at Callaway Stadium tonight. And it seems like just about every year they make it to the quarterfinal under Coach Wiggins. They are used to this. They've been in this situation before. Like I mentioned, won the state title in 2020, final four appearance in 2021, last year. A disappointing quarterfinal exit. I think that the Callaway Cavaliers, they look at what they have accomplished and they want to go further. And that is what the Callaway Cavaliers are all about. We have some talented teams up in Troop County as well. On the road, in fact, about an hour away, the Troop County Tigers are taking on the undefeated number one seed, Spalding. And meanwhile, the LaGrange Grangers, they got to get on a bus and they got to drive all the way down to I-16, all the way to Savannah, Georgia, to take on Benedictine. Yes, the two-time 4A state champions, the Cadets. Benedictine is a military school, and they are a juggernaut in 4A. It is going to be a tall order for the LaGrange Grangers to pull off the upset. But I hope that the Grangers are able to get the job done. They get running back Malachi Fanning Render back from injury. Malik Kemp is a very good quarterback. He tossed two touchdown passes in the last playoff game. And the LaGrange Grangers are firing on all cylinders. And I wish them the best of luck. All right, meanwhile, the private schools in Columbus. We've got the biggest rivalry in the private school area in the Chattahoochee Valley, in my opinion. Brookstone is at St. Ann Pacelli for the GIAA quarterfinal. The last two times these two teams met, Pacelli defeated Brookstone in overtime both times. And the game that you can watch on Georgia-Alabama Sports Live, you have Calvary Christian, region champs, 6-4 and four record. They are taking on the Keens Academy. This is a rematch of that matchup where Calvary went up to Woodstock, Georgia. They lost to the Keens Academy 27-3. Different scenario. This is going to be at Calvary. This is the Gaps semifinals for 3A. Calvary Christian, one win away from advancing to the GAPS State Championship. And how about the job that first-year head coach Emmanuel Brunson has done leading the Calvary Christian Knights to a region championship and hosting a GAPS semifinals playoff game. So good luck to the Calvary Christian Knights. Good luck to Pacelli and Brookstone. Now let's jump to the other side of the river where we have probably the biggest rivalry in the Chattahoochee Valley. This is always the game of the week. Anytime these two teams play in the regular season, it's Central and Auburn. They are not playing in the semifinals in the AHSAA 7A like they always do. Both teams trying to get a blue map. You got Central hosting Auburn at Garrett Harrison Stadium. And the winner will advance to the semifinals. More than likely, will face Thompson in the championship if they can get past the semifinal matchup down on the other bracket, we have Enterprise taking on Mary Montgomery, and we'll see who wins in that matchup. And then Thompson is taking on Vestivia Hills, and then uh, you got Hoover taking on 
Hewitt Trustful. Anyway, the Ufala Tigers have advanced to the second round. They are taking on Faith Academy in 5A. And then you also have the Lochapoca Indians. Yes, the Poca way is working. Head coach Rico Newton. I remember a couple years ago during their media days, the Lochapoca head coach said it's state title or bust. Well, Lochapoca, they have had an undefeated season. In fact, they are 10-0 as they take on Brantley. Looking forward to seeing them in that matchup. Hanley is taking on Booker T. Washington. So good luck to both teams. They're kind of on the outskirts of the Chattahoochee Valley when you think about these two teams. And then we do have some smaller schools in the Chattahoochee Valley that could make deep football state championship run. Sly County is hosting Lincoln County. And you got Manchester that is going to be on the road after getting their win over Mount Zion. They will be on the road today taking on Johnson County. One more team that I do want to mention is Stars Mill. Stars Mill was the overall number one seed, getting the 48 to nothing win over the Shaw Raiders last week. Stars Mill, which, you know, it, a couple years ago, they were in 5A. They went down to 4A. I'm not sure where they're going to go for the reclassification for next year. But Stars Mills is taking on New Hampstead today at 7 p.m. Let's talk about the Harris County Tigers. In action tonight against Statesboro. Most wins in school history after getting the 42-20 victory over Ola in the first round. They are hosting a second-round matchup in the county tonight. And congratulations to head football coach Tommy Watson for winning Class A Region 3 Coach of the Year. Harris County has been the story of the Chattahoochee Valley. Going from 2-8 and eight last year to 10-1 and one this year. And don't be fooled by Statesboro's record. They are 4-7. and seven. They, they played a lot of tough opponents, a lot of non-region opponents. They got the win over Tucker. They were the number three seed last week. But if Harris County could win this game, they have won the GHSA coin flip. They're at the top of the bracket. They would be hosting a quarterfinal game at the county. So I expect the Harris County Tigers to win tonight. And good luck to everybody up in the county. I know the fans up there are excited about Harris County football, and it's going to be an electric atmosphere at Danny Durham Field tonight. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, I got to talk about Atlanta getting awarded the 2025 All-Star Game. And I got a few more things, and then we'll wrap it up with a preview of the big games in college football in the NFL. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a sports beat with Richard Holdridge. We will be right back. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. 
best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Newton, 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Fridays, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I hope you're having a great Friday. I know I am. It is a great Friday. I'm actually away down at Fort Stewart doing military training. Speaking of which, I actually wanted to see how far that LaGrange Benedictine game was from me. It's about 45 minutes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to break away to watch that game, but it's very intriguing to actually go and see LaGrange, especially when they're playing a team like Benedictine. All right, I wanted to get into this because it's been on my mind when I saw the headline that broke yesterday. Atlanta has been awarded the 2025 All-Star Game. My thoughts on this, it's about time. This is the move that had to be made. Now, what happened in 2021, it never should have happened. They pulled the All-Star game from Atlanta in 2021. We were all devastated. I mean, it was the COVID year. A lot of people wouldn't be able to go, and you'd have to have COVID protocols. It wouldn't have the same feeling. But we were excited about having the All-Star game, all the festivities, the home run derby, the amateur draft, all in Atlanta especially at Truett's Park with the battery. I'm excited that Atlanta is getting the All-Star game in 2025. I was heartbroken that they pulled it in 2021. And I hope something like this never happens again because that was unfair to the workers and to everybody that the money would have brought in to help the economy. I think that Major League Baseball just caved into politics. And I can't stand when politics and sports mix. Keep politics out of sports, please. All right, well, it's a unanimous decision that the 
Major League Baseball owners approve the move for the Oakland Athletics to move to Las Vegas. And all I got to say is Vegas is going to be a sports hub that is going to build champions. Because I do think if they still have general manager Billy Bean, he's going to be a pretty good general manager that still has a job because of the movie Moneyball. The Athletics will get high-priced free agents to come there. They will have the money because Vegas builds champions. Look at the Vegas Golden Knights in the NHL. The Vegas Aces in the WNBA. Hopefully the Raiders can get there one day. They just got to get the right coach and quarterback. The Oakland Athletics, the same thing. People will come and they will see baseball in Vegas. Yeah, I almost went into my whole, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Yeah, love Field of Dreams. Yeah, I'll quote that movie anytime. This is a great move, but I do feel bad for the city of Oakland. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. Oakland was more accessible to me than San Francisco because I lived in the South Bay in a city called Melpitas, which, by the way, defensive end of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Vita Veda, went to my high school well after I graduated. But anyway, we used to take a transit system called BART up to Oakland to see Oakland athletic games. You had the Warriors leave for San Francisco, the Oakland Raiders, and now the Oakland A's. And not to mention, in the 1970s, the California Golden Seals left Oakland as well. I feel bad for the city of Oakland, but you still have teams in the San Francisco Bay Area like the 49ers, Giants, Sharks, Warriors. And those are my teams. Anyway, congratulations to Ronald Acuna Jr. for winning the 2023 MVP. And that's his second MVP in his career. He is going to have all the accolades. He does have a World Series ring, but he is right now, in my opinion, the best player in baseball. The only player from the 4070 club. And the Braves have a I'm not going to say a rising star. He's been in the league for a while. The Braves need to lock him up and make sure that he stays an Atlanta Brave for life. Yes, I know we said the same thing about Dansby Swanson. I know that he is going to be a high-priced free agent that could get, we're talking money in the Shohei Atani range that the Yankees or the Dodgers could throw at him one day. But I'm hoping he stays for the Braves for a long time. Congratulations to Ronald Acuna Jr. All right, let's go ahead and get into college football and the NFL. Let's start with college football. We did have a Thursday night game as Pitt defeated Boston College 24-16. to Look, I know all the talk is that Georgia's going to play Alabama in the SEC championship in two weeks. They still have to go to Knoxville and play a 7-3 Tennessee team. Knoxville is always a tough place to play. I know that Georgia's favored by 10, but could this be a trap game for Georgia? Normally, especially with last year, this game was all hyped up. It was a top three matchup between number one Georgia and number three Tennessee. Tennessee has lost some of their lackluster, especially getting whipped by Missouri. May I remind you that game was on the road. Tennessee is undefeated at home. 
Can Tennessee get the upset over Georgia? And I know this is not a traditional rival with these two SEC schools, but it's a rivalry game to me because I have investing interest in both schools. I went to Freed Harmon University in Henderson, Tennessee in the late 90s when Tennessee just won a national championship in 98. And all the buzz was talking about Rocky Top wearing that burnt orange and talking up the Tennessee Volunteers. And my roommate even had a poster of Peyton Manning and he had a plush smoky and was a huge Tennessee Volunteers fan. And this is a big rivalry. And uh, one of my frequent guests and my former co-host of the Up All Night Show, Brad Page, is a huge Tennessee fan and just wanted to give him a shout out about that. Some of the other SEC matchups, Florida taking on Missouri. If Florida's not too careful, they could miss out on a bowl game. If Missouri beats Florida and Florida loses to Florida State next week, that is five and seven, and they could miss out on a bowl game. Georgia State is going to Death Valley, taking on LSU. Kentucky taking on South Carolina. What if South Carolina wins? And then the next week's game against Clemson could result in South Carolina making it to a bowl game. Auburn is hosting New Mexico State. New Mexico State's 8-3. and three. I mean, if Auburn's not too careful, New Mexico State could sneak up on them and they could get the win. This is a very talented team. New Mexico State, who's playing for a conference title, going to the Plains. I'd be careful on this one. It's not a very deep slate of games. There's not a whole lot of top 25 matchups except Georgia and Tennessee. You got Chattanooga taking on Alabama, and that is about it. Let's go over to the ACC because Georgia Tech, they are fighting for their bowl lives. They are hosting Syracuse at Bobby Dodd Stadium, 8 p.m. kickoff. Georgia Tech wins this game. They will be bowl eligible. Now, if they lose this game, they go into the Georgia game next week. It would be the second year in a row where Georgia Tech would have to beat Georgia to become bowl eligible. You don't want to put yourself in that position. So I think that Georgia Tech will get the win. They are a six and a half point favorite. Some of the other games, Louisville is going down to Coral Gables to take on the Miami Hurricanes, which it seems like this season has got away from the Canes. And I'm not too sure if Mario Cristobal is the right coach. Some of the other top 25 matchups. Utah is taking on Arizona. That's a pretty good matchup. Kansas State taking on Kansas. The big game. In fact, this is the game where Josh Pate is going to be at for the Once Upon a Saturday Tour. Washington is taking on Oregon State in Corvallis. Oregon State is a one-point favorite. And then another sneaky game that I could call upset alert, Texas goes to Ames, Iowa to take on the Cyclones of Iowa State. Some of the other games locally, Georgia Southern is hosting Old Dominion down in Statesboro. And over in the Sun Belt, Troy is hosting the Raysian Cajuns of Louisiana. Troy is 8-2 and two on the year. They have won the Sun Belt West, which they will not face James Madison. They lost their appeal. More than likely, they will face Coastal Carolina 
in the Sun Belt Championship, trying to win two straight Sun Belt Championships in a row. NFL Week 11. Well, last night the Baltimore Ravens defeated the Bengals, probably damaging their playoff chances. Joe Burrow left with an injury. They could not overcome. Baltimore is 8 and 3. They are my favorite to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And with the Bengals going to 5 and 5, I don't know if the Bengals are going to be able to make the playoffs. Joe Burrow exits the second quarter with a wrist injury. We don't know how severe that injury is, but we know that Joe Burrow is the type of quarterback that can come back from injuries. So we shall see in later weeks to come. Going through the slate of games, you got a very intriguing matchup between two 6-3 and three teams, the Steelers and the Browns. You got the Cardinals taking on the Houston Texans, which my opinion, C.J. Stroud, not only is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, he could get some MVP votes. C.J. Stroud is going to be a very special quarterback, and the Houston Texans have all those draft picks from the Deshaun Watson trade, which right now looks like one of the worst trades in NFL history. Deshaun Watson out for the season for the Cleveland Browns, and I can't believe the Browns are 6-3. and three. You got the Texans who won that trade. They're 5-4. and four. D'Amico Ryans, he is the coach of the year. You look at what the Houston Texans have done. One-and-done coaches, David Culley, Lovey Smith, they could not get the coach right after they fired Bill O'Brien. And remember, Bill O'Brien led them to some playoff appearances, even with TJ Yates. The Houston Texans found their coach, and they found their quarterback. When you get the coach right, and you get the quarterback right, you can go pretty far in the NFL. And I think the Texans end up getting the win over the Arizona Cardinals, which Kyler Murray's back. He's got a full week of practice. The Cardinals could surprise some people, but we shall see. Titans taking on the Jaguars in Jacksonville. You know, Jacksonville trying to bounce back after getting humiliated by the 49ers last week. They should win this game because the Titans are not a very good team. The Raiders and the Dolphins. The Dolphins have a losing record against teams with a winning record. This should be a very interesting game. Cowboys and Panthers, I think the Cowboys end up rolling. I know it's a road game, but the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL. They just don't have the weapons around to help Bryce Young be successful. The Bears taking on the Lions. You have the Chargers taking on the Packers. The Giants taking on the Commanders. Buccaneers taking on the 49ers. Looks like the 49ers are back on track. All is well with the world because Brock Purdy had a great game against Jacksonville, and they're healthy. The Jets taking on the Bills. The Bills are starting to become a team in a free fall. After Monday night losing to the Broncos, I just don't think the Bills can weather the storm. You got the Seahawks taking on the Rams. The Sunday night game, the Vikings and the Broncos. Not a busy slate of NFL games that's intriguing. And not until Monday. We have the rematch of the Super Bowl. Both teams off a bye. The Eagles and the Chiefs cannot wait for that game. And that is NFL Week 11. In a nutshell, I didn't really go too deep in the National Football League's games. But we do have the NBA. Last night, the Thunder defeated the Warriors 128-109. to The Heat 
defeated the Nets 122 to 115. The Warriors are going to be without Draymond Green for five games because he put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. Draymond, he is the straw that stirs the drink. And if you don't have Draymond Green in the lineup, you lose your enforcer. The Warriors are a different team. You did have the Hawks lose to the Knicks once again at home, 116 to 114. They're 0-2 against the Knicks this season. They did beat the Pistons in the in the in-season tournament game. But the Atlanta Hawks, looking like they are a 500 team, they will take on the 76ers in group play in the NBA in-season tournament. So good luck to the Atlanta Hawks. That is all the time I have here on the show. I want to thank all my listeners and everybody that has downloaded the podcast. Don't forget that I'm also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned because I'm going to air the interview with Tom Callahan, the play-by-play announcer for the Columbus River Dragons. They have a huge game tonight against the Mississippi Sea Wolves. It is the home opener at the Columbus Civic Center. I'm excited about it. I'm really ecstatic about going to some River Dragons games this year and looking forward to hearing this interview that Thrip Berenger and I did on Georgia Alabama Sports Live show on Tuesday night at Happy Hour Bar and Grill. Stay tuned. Tom Callahan's coming on the show. Hope everybody has a great weekend, and we will talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 1030 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans. It's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. All right, welcome back to the final segment of the Georgia Alabama Sports Live Show. We've had a lot of fun here at Happy Hour Bar and Grill, and now we get to bring on a very esteemed guest and a guy that I've looked up to. He is hit up the highs of the highs. He is one of the best broadcasters in our area. He's one of the best play-by-play announcers. As a guy that's in play-by-play, I try to mimic and learn from him every single broadcast. does an excellent job for the Columbus River Dragons and the Chattahoots. He works for Ignite Sports. It's Tom Callahan. Tom, how are you, man? I'm good, guys. You know, sometimes I can teach you what not to do as well as what to do. So, oh, well, you hear, you got some fans here. We got some big River Dragons fans around this yeah, area. So that's the first thing I'm going to start with, Tom. Okay. We've had you on Sports Visions, and we're going to talk about the home opener and everything River Dragons. But first, I want to talk about 
It's been a year now since you've been a part in the Columbus. So talk about living here in Columbus, getting to know the fans, and the fan interaction that is pretty incredible when it comes to how much they love their River Dragons. They, they do, and hockey in Columbus goes back before the River Dragons, the Cottonmouths, the fan base has been here and growing for, what, 25 years. Right. Uh, maybe even a little longer than that. I mean, it's just, it's incredible to see when you come into a place, and I know the military base plays into that a little bit, but there, you know, you get a lot of transplants here, but you also get a lot of locals who love the game of hockey. And especially with us, we find with hockey, no, no matter where you go, anywhere I've been, right. uh, it's come on and sample the product. And I guarantee you, if you come to a live hockey game, watching it on TV is great. Like, we've got it on here, you know, at the bar. And, right. Um, that's fun. 4K is awesome. But nothing beats being there. Tom, I enjoy uh, listening to you do play-by-play -play for hockey. You really make the game sound exciting. And I've, I just want to say I've been a pleasure to uh, work with you with the Columbus Chattahoochee and the Chattahoochee Monsters. You did an amazing job with that. It was just an incredible experience to be up in the booth. You're a true professional, and you really make the game sound exciting. But when it comes to play-by-play -play for the River Dragons, we know about this fan base. A lot of them are former Cottonmouths fans. Right. But you have – you just have this special fan base that loves hockey. And so when they go to a River Dragons game or if they listen to the game on YouTube, they are all in. And the expectations for the Columbus River Dragons it really has been a Commissioner's Cup trophy. I know they won the Ignite Cup in 2021. There was only four teams. They had the shortened COVID year, and a lot of teams, uh, they bailed out. But then you come in 2022, they took on the Watertown Wolves. They, it went to double overtime. They were so close in 2020. Last year, losing to Carolina, going into this season, and you have the veterans coming back like Jay Krupp, Josh Pietrantonio, Austin Doe. But in your mind, there's been six games already. The team's 5-1. and one. They played on the road against the Baton Rouge Zydeco. Well, first of all, how was that road trip? And with the brand-new expansion teams, the travel is going to be less. I mean, what are you looking forward to about not having to take a bus all the way up to Watertown? Just not going to Watertown. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to <laughs> go to Watertown. Answer, yeah, that is Dan the Barry or uh, We still have to go to Michigan uh, this year twice, which is fine. But uh, you know what? It is – going to be a little easier there's a new team in baton rouge as you mentioned there's also a new team in in whitefield or whitefield georgia not sure how you, or uh, virginia sorry uh, a little closer they've been now actually shifted into our division which they weren't at the beginning of the season doesn't make a difference the schedule set for this year however it's nice to know that our travel is going to be a little bit less wear and tear time on the bus it makes a difference you know over the course of the season we're not making a trip to Watertown, Binghamton, Danbury, we're not seeing those teams this year unless we see them in the playoffs. Right. So that is a big difference in the wear and tear of the players. Um, you know, it was it was nice to go to a new city, to be honest with you. I've never been to Baton Rouge. So it was cool to see Baton Rouge. And, and I'll tell you what, the downtown area, they've done a nice job reviving. I'm a big walk around the city guy. Um, and it was great. We really enjoyed, you know, a little bit of time we got to be down there. The USS Kid is right there on the Mississippi, and it is right on the Mississippi, which right. is really cool, beautiful building. Um, so we just had a lot of a lot of fun, you know, going in. And, of course, taking five out of six games doesn't hurt. Uh, so we start off with, you know, uh, a pretty good chunk of points to start the season. It's 15 points in, out of a possible 18 for us to start. I think, Richard, to go back to how you started this conversation with prefacing, okay, Ignite Cup and then, you know, losing in double OT and then losing in the conference final last year, um, the, there was unfinished business. 
I yeah, think absolutely. that the two guys you mentioned, Josh Petrantonio and Austin Doe, seriously thought about not coming back. They seriously thought about retirement, about moving on to the next phase of their life. Right. Um, but when you lose the way they lost, because that team was so good all year and then sputtered a little bit in the playoffs, and it was just enough um, that you lose that decisive game three. I think that really stuck in their craw all summer. And so where it went from last year, those guys kind of feeling tired, feeling like, I don't know if I want to do this. I think it just sat with them all summer. And, and a lot of the guys who have come back and are part of the core this year, there is unfinished business. And this year, I think they've come in in better shape, more ready to go uh, right out of the gate. We haven't scored less than four goals in a game yet. Wow. So, Incredible. yeah, it's, I mean, the team has come out absolutely firing. Um, so they are ready, and I think we're deeper this year. I think off the ice, the recruiting they did, uh, some guys like, you know, Alexander Jameyev looks like he spent some serious time in the gym. Right. Uh, and he's come back ready to go and stronger. And we've added some guys like Justin McDonald has a point in every game so far, and he's got 15 points already. Wow. So, you know, they've just started at a different level right. than they started last year. And I know some out there would say, well, you know, you can't stay hot all year. Right. No, you can't. At some point, you're going to have a low. We're not right. going to win every single game. It's a long season. Right. It sure is. And you got to manage yourself a little bit. But, man, the depth of this year's team offensively and defensively is completely, even in net, is completely different than it was last year. So that's why I think this team is a little more built for the long run. And I think that's awesome. And there's a guy leading them that has been doing it for a long time. And that is Jerome Boom Boom. Sure. did the coaches. By the way, you can go to how the people can go watch the coach show right after this question. Um, so talk about Coach Bouchard, who's been doing this since I was young. Uh, it seems like he still has the same energy, passion about it, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So talk about what he means to this team and what does he feel this team after a few short weeks. So I, I think you can't talk about Boomer. You can't talk about hockey in Columbus. He's, he's synonymous with it the way very few people are. But right. If you are. And he has chosen to make Columbus his home. So if you're coming to play on his team, that is what you're getting as part of the, the sales pitch, if you will. The recruitment is come to Columbus. It's not just this team. It's not just this building. It's this community. Right. And so he feels, I, I think, a duty in addition to the passion and the, the, the want to win and, and to be a part of that. He feels that he needs to, to keep this team successful. He needs to make it something that the community can be proud of right. and, and to come out and be a centerpiece, a showpiece for Columbus, and I think it is. Uh, and, you know, that his passion and excitement for the game, I think, really drives a lot of that, and it rubs off on the guys. Right. He wants them, you know, to play a simple, straightforward brand of hockey. Yes, it can be high-flying, entertaining. Uh, there's a lot to it, but if you, if you know anything about Boom when he played – more of a physical guy, uh, was, was not afraid of anything. Not at all. And, uh, you know, what that that sets the tone for who he was as a player. He has that respect as a coach because he has been there and done that. Um, and actually, I do want to say, just having his number retired by the Birmingham Bulls. There you go. Uh, we all went up there. The whole team surprised him, went up on the bus. No way. Showed up at the ceremony. Um, he may have gotten a little teary-eyed during his speech, So, but to have his jersey in the Raptors and for a team that goes back as far as the Birmingham Bulls do, all the way to the WHA in the late 70s, he's the first number they've ever retired. 
That's wow. That says amazing things. Yeah. So that's the kind of guy he is, and that's who you're playing for if you come to this town. Go ahead and plug it. Where, where so, can, so you just had the coaches show, and you coaches do it every show, Tuesday. Yes. Every Tuesday night, uh, we're on our flagship 106.9 Really Rocks, live 6 to 7. Uh, then probably Thursday or so, it goes up as a podcast on our YouTube channel, which is at Columbus River Dragons. Okay. And then we have the TV coaches show which we just taped. That is on Christian Television Network, Channel 16, WYBU. Uh, and they're on pretty much all the cable providers, or if you got rabbit ears. Right. Uh, that is on Thursday nights at 7, 7 or 7.30. Now I'm forgetting. And then Sunday at 11 a.m. There we go. There's a replay. Columbus, and by the way, why you said that, 106.9 really rocks. One of our supporters. Exactly. The company that I work for, PNB Broadcasting, that partners with Columbus River Dragons, Dave Arbor, Joseph Brandon. We appreciate the love and support. And uh, I was actually was supposed to, before it got canceled, the Veterans Parade. I was going to drive that 106.9 really rock. So I'll be driving that for the next parade, the Christmas one we got coming up here in a few weeks. So I know about that station, and it's a really good flagship station. The new station van's pretty cool, by the way. Yeah, I love it's it, very too. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Tom, what are some of the newcomers on this team that has made an impact so far in the season? Good question. So we started with Justin McDonald, uh, who is a guy, he's a veteran who has been uh, across the leagues at this level, a three-time MVP, a three-time champion, uh, a three-time goal-scoring leader or point-scoring leader in the league. So this is a guy who his resume probably can't get any better unless he just wins something else, which we're hoping he does here. So out of the gate, the line of McDonald, Jameaf, and Cody Wickline came out flying. Uh, already in the first six games, as I told you, McDonald's got a point in all of those games, four goals, 11 assists, 15 points. So he's over two points a game. Uh, that line has been absolutely dominant. But, again, the beauty of us having the scoring depth, uh, this team has gotten a lot better, a lot deeper. He is probably far and away the number one addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a leader. He's already has an A on his sweater. Um, just a big name, and I think he's going to become a quick fan favorite, right. you know, here in Columbus. So I really like him. Some of the younger guys, and we'll talk about the rookies, uh, because every year I know the fans are always, they have their favorites. They love their Petros and their Dozers and their Croupies. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, this year we have a really good crop of rookies. Sequoia Swan is a guy who spent some time in the Western Hockey League. He can play physical, play tough, score the first goal of the year, though, so he looks like he might have some hands, too. Um, Another guy is Carson Andrioli, who is a just a big physical player, but also has some finesse. Unfortunately, he got hurt last game. Ah. He's going to be out for the weekend. He'll be back soon, but just out for the weekend. Right. Um, so, you know, he's another guy I would definitely keep an eye on. Ryan Hunter played a few games in this last year. Uh, went back to finish his junior season with the, the Brantford Bulls. Now he's back with the River Dragons. He's another guy who's out there. And I know fans like guys who bang. Yep. Andrioli put a guy on the bench. And the, and the that makes everybody series. happy. Oh, yeah, he just, just knocked him right <laughs> out of the bench. Uh, Hunter goes out, he will hit. Swan will go out, he will hit. Um, you know, we have we have a lot of just guys who are willing to play that team tough style. And then defensively, a lot of our forwards from last year are playing defense this year. People recognize names like Ryan Gill, Kirk Underwood. Um, Lane King is playing on defense. He's actually got a point in every game to start yep. the year. Uh, but a new guy is Carter Shinkarek probably the fastest skater on the team, if not the league, just can skate circles around people and handle the puck. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, a little more veteran guy. He actually has a cousin who plays in the NHL. Okay. Plays for the Canucks. Uh, he in the family. Well, and he told me he was the least talented in the family. I'm like, well, you're still pretty darn good, buddy. <laughs> right. Like, you're no slouch. Right. So, um, 
you know, they were more of a, a puck-moving team, uh, a skating team, and I think that that's going to be real exciting for the fans. It, there will be no shortage of offense, that's for sure. It's a home opener this weekend. Promote who we're playing against. How can fans get tickets? If, if they can't make it, where can they watch or listen to the game? Absolutely. So Friday night is the home opener against the Mississippi Sea Wolves, 7.35 p.m. Tickets are on sale for the whole season single games at Ticketmaster.com. Um, you can always go to the Columbus Civic Center box office if you happen to be downtown during regular business hours. Uh, we still have season tickets on sale. If you are so inclined, we would love to have you for the whole year. No doubt. Uh, so that game, though, coming up Friday night is is going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be pregame ceremonies and activities. Um, if you can't make it down to the game, we are on YouTube. We have all the games on YouTube at Columbus River Dragons and on the flagship station, 106.9 Really Rocks. Uh, just real quick, if I can, go ahead. a couple games on the schedule. Please. Friday the 24th, Black Friday. We have that game coming up. That's going to be a lot of fun. December 9th is our fifth anniversary celebration. We have special fifth anniversary jerseys. It is the fifth anniversary of the River Dragons, so that's going to be our fifth nice. anniversary party. And then December 16th, my favorite game of the year, Teddy Bear Toss and Ugly Sweater Night. <laughs> so when, when the first goal is scored, people bring their, their you know, teddy bears and, and stuffed animals to the game and we throw them on the ice and uh, we team up with, with Toys for Tots and then our guys will go out and distribute them to local uh, children and families in need. Okay, so, that's awesome. Yes. I love a good ugly sweater. I, oh, who doesn't? And it, especially a good Christmas party. you got to wear an ugly sweater. Who doesn't want to be able to do that? This yeah. is Tom freaking Callahan. Play-by-play -play announcer for the Columbus River Dragons. Ignite Sports. The best in the business. No doubt about it. And a guy that I have looked up to and uh, worked with and going to continue to uh, learn from and is a good friend of mine. Thank you so much, Tom, for coming on. I know you're a busy guy, but we appreciate it. I'm pleased that you guys have me on. Thank you so much. And uh, you know what? I look forward to, during this year, you guys coming down to the games no and, and having a good time. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. It's fun, family-oriented. It's just it's a blast, and yeah. I love it. I, I don't know what else I would do with myself, to be honest with you. I'm having too good a time doing this. Same thing, man. And listen, he gave us our credentials, by the way, so we made it media-wise so we can go and cover some River Dragons games. We've had a lot of fun today. Thank you to our guests, including Tom Callahan, Jonathan Hoppy, and Tony Reese. Tim Fanning, the AD for Glenwood, the AD Steve Smith from Calgary. We appreciate everyone that came on. Coach Nelson could make it because you know why? He's preparing for a state championship game. So pretty important game, Tom. Yeah. It's all right if he didn't make it on. But thank you to everyone else. We're going to probably have on time many more times throughout the season, including hopefully Coach Jerome Boom Boom Bouchard. Sports Visions on Thursday, 4 to 6 p.m., 92.1 Smooth R&B. And I will be at CBCC tomorrow for their boys' basketball game. I'll be calling that one. State championship for Glenwood on Thursday, and then the semifinal game for Calvary on Friday. Busy, 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 and you got the River Dragons all weekend. It's a great time to be alive sports in the Tri-City area. From Tom, Richard, I'm Thrift, Georgia, Alabama Sports Live, signing off here at Happy Hour Bar and Grill. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. 
At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Christman. WQE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Calvary Sonoy Fellowship is an expository Bible teaching church where we study the Word of God line by line and we apply it life by life. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on WQEE and we look forward to having you join us. Our church offices are located in Sonoy, Georgia, 6855 East Highway 16, Suite 102. 
Tanoi, Georgia. If you'd like to call us, our number is 770-755-8243. Or you can reach me, I'm Pastor Bob, at bob at calvarysanoi.org, S-E-N-O-I-A. You also can go to our website at www.calvarysanoi.org. You can reach our YouTube channel there, as well as our Facebook page. Join us at 10 o'clock right here on WQEE. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.